right, boom. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, being joined by my right-hand wingman, Gabriel. You mean your assistant engineer, because you always call me that. Yeah, my assistant engineer, Gabriel. And that sample you just heard was Rainbow in the Dark by Chemist, who I've got on the show with me right now. I've got a new EP called Doomed Heavy Metal, which was released via Nuclear Blast Records on April 17th. Right now I'm being joined by Dan to share some stories about the music and share more info about what these boys are doing with Rainbows in the Dark. So, Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Absolutely great to have you on. Let's go listen back to that track, Rainbow in the Dark. Rainbow in the Dark.
All right, come back from the track, Rainbow in the Dark, and you guessed it, boys and girls, that is a Dio cover. And, you know, the funny thing is, Dan, when I got the email saying, you know, we've got this Doom heavy metal band that has done a cover of Dio, I, I, a minute, I rolled my eyes. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be terrible. And it's mm. so flipping good. Well, thanks, man. I'm glad. Yeah, I, I, I imagine you're not the only person that has that initial reaction. Um there's some stuff that's sacred to all of us, and and uh, you know Dio probably rings that bell for a lot of people. So um, no hard feelings, obviously, for having that reaction. And I'm, <laughs> I'm but I'm glad that you, uh, you know, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I think it turned out really good. Yeah. Well, and I think something that that happens is you know you guys have a track record, and I I know not only you guys have a track record, but Nuclear Blast has a track record. So. I definitely wanted to give it a listen, and when I did, I thought, this is very tastefully done. And I, I guess kind of going on to the idea of, you know, doing a cover track, I guess, since you guys know the Dio's that territory, mm-hmm. I guess my question is... Why? Why? Why did we go there? Yeah! Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, we. I think it was a challenge in some way. Like, we wanted to do something, we kind of got it in our head that we wanted to do something iconic, um, you know, uh, something that heavy metal fans um, of all vests, if you will, could get into and, um, or, 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 you know, identify with in some way. Um, So that, you know, that's pretty broad. Um, We even talked about Metallica songs and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, I don't know. We, we really wanted to challenge ourselves to do something um, maybe that would cause a little stir um and uh wasn't too underground um so yeah i think that was part of it you know part of it was a challenge and part of it was doing something um you know that maybe people who hadn't been listening to metal actively for some time could could see oh hey there's a dio song and maybe in some way you know we could connect with them as well so it was it, it maybe wasn't you know, for everybody, but I think it, it, um, like I said, it turned out really good. So we don't have any regrets. <laughs> and if it had turned out bad, we probably wouldn't have, we probably wouldn't have released it. We would have tried something else. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my next question then is, you know, cause you mentioned that it was you know a challenge and, and I definitely would agree that, you know, you're going to take a, a song like that and there's a myriad of them that come to mind that like, you know, walk by Pantera or, you know, something like um, right. more than a feeling by Boston. Like if you don't nail it, you're going it, to, it's really bad. So I guess my question is when it came, did you guys audition like on demo tapes, maybe a couple of different tracks and thought that this one maybe suited you guys the best? You know, we, we never really got that far. I mean, we had worked on, like we had worked on a Thin Lizzy cover in the past that we, we thought about fi- like kind of finalizing and, and getting that done. Really what, what happened was, um, you know, Ben from the band came in with that, with the idea of doing it. And we're like, yeah, you know, the great song. And he basically just ran through it. He's like, I, I figured out the riffs. If we do it, you know, in our tuning, this is kind of what it would sound like. And he, he kind of demoed it for the rest of us, just the guitar riff. And we're like, yeah, man, like we can, you know, I mean, from a, from an instrument perspective, it's not a particularly difficult song. Um, so it just sounded good. You know, it sounded good coming out of his amp, coming out of his, his fingers. And, and, you know, I think the, 
the one thing that I have to admit is that there aren't a lot <clears throat> when when it comes to a Dio song. The really the only thing that has to happen is the solo has to be tasty and the the singing has to be good. And fortunately for us, I don't know that there are a lot of guys out there that could do it justice. I mean, I'm not saying he did, you know, he's not Dio, but Phil really, I think, uh, pulled it off and, and did justice. And I think paid a, a, a good tribute to, uh, Dio's vocals on that. Yeah. No, I'd say Phil nailed it. And you kind of bring up a really interesting question for people, especially for people who are, uh, you, you mentioned maybe away from heavy metal for a little bit and then they, you know, grab onto this and then they, they get into your guys's tasty tracks. Something that you mentioned was, you know, playing the song in our tuning and something I'm always fascinated by is, what makes doom metal? What makes doom heavy metal? And I think you touched on something there. You know, what, in your guys' opinion anyway, what turned this track from a Dio track into something that is chemist? And does it just go beyond the tuning? Does it just go beyond the amp? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it goes beyond those things for sure. Um, there's, you know, honestly, the way that we played the riff, um, it's not, it's not straight. It's not exactly how they play it. I, I actually play less, a little less busy bass line, believe it or not. There's just a, like a repeated walk every time. And we decided that, you know, to make it chemist, we put kind of our chemist sensibilities to it. Um, you know, let things breathe here. Um, the tuning wasn't, isn't necessary, necessarily something that you have to do for it to be a chemist take on a Dio song, but, um, it works well because it helps connect that song to our sound and, um, also feels familiar singing in that tuning. Um, and, and by that tuning, I just mean it's, it's obviously lower than what Dio you know, I don't remember exactly where we played it on the neck and what key or whatever, but, um, it sounds like it's, B, like B or C. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds probably right. Maybe a sharp. Um, so definitely, you know, that's, that's a component of how we sound because most of our songs are in the lower tuning. Um, but yeah, I'm really just, again, little, little things that we have learned over the years creating our own songs and how we like to play and how we like our music to sound. And we, we applied those, I wouldn't say liberally to this song, you know, we applied those fairly <clears throat> conservatively because we, it's a fine line when you're covering a song, especially an iconic one like this one, you have to be, you know, you have to tread lightly, but you need to make it your own. Otherwise they'll just listen. You know, why wouldn't you just listen to the Dio track? Exactly. Yeah, that's what Sinead O'Connor did. <laughs> With the Prince song? With the Prince song, nothing compares to you. She made it yeah. her own. She did. I yeah. like the Prince you know version what? a lot, though. <laughs> <laughs> people, like, How many people listening in right now are like, wait a minute, that's a Prince song? I know. Isn't that funny that people don't know that? Yeah. You know what's cool about Dio, Dan, is when you look upside down, Dio... Upside down actually spells devil, so it's pretty cool. Cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Our five-year-old just said that if you flip the Dio logo upside down, it looks like the word devil, and his mother vehemently disagrees. Uh, However, (laughs) a Google search shows that other people have thought about this. So, Oid. Yeah. And if you flip the chemist logo upside down, it spells 
<laughs> something. <laughs> something. Semek. Simech. Simech, which is hopefully not an offensive word in some language somewhere. <laughs> Let's go listen to the next track, A Conversation with Death. A Conversation with Death. Won't you spare me over till another
All right, come back from the track conversation with Death, which I believe is the second track off of the EP uh, and the latest single to come from the EP as well. Now, this is an original tune, so go ahead and take us through this this track. What is the conversation with Death? What did you guys discuss? What was the ruling? Yeah, it's not an original tune, believe it or not. It's um, it's an old, as I'm told, Appalachian dirge um, that may or may not have been just originally sung um, kind of a cappella. Um, there's a version out there somewhere that someone put some guitar to or something like that. But anyway, it's, it's a really, really, um, different version of a very old song. And, uh, we originally did it because we wanted to do a split with this band spirit of drift, our, our good friends in that band. And they had done a cover, they had done a cover of, um, gosh, an iconic song, uh, of the same kind of nature and, um, yeah, this one just kind of fit that, 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 excuse me, that split. And, um, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of dark and creepy and kind of weird to be pleading for your soul. Um, and so I thought that kind of, <laughs> we think it fits the chemist motif, I think to some degree. And, uh, and really Ben just came up with a really cool arrangement. He kind of figured out, um, the cadence and that um, something kind of repeated and he came up with this good arrangement and then just knocked out a solo and, or excuse me, a, a chorus um, very quickly. And um, Phil's vocals uh, worked. It just kind of came together really, really nicely and turned out to be real, really heavy um, and just a really cool doom track um, or doomy track. So yeah, it's a, it's a, believe it or not, a, an old, old dirge that we turned into a modern doomed heavy metal song wow. very cool now for those who want to check out the music videos can do so by going to the show notes at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca and for those who dug the two tracks rainbow in the dark and a conversation with death will be super excited to know that there is an ep that was released on april 17th called doomed heavy metal via nuclear blast records now tell us about this ep what 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 should we should we expect from the EP? I know there's some live tracks or some recorded tracks. What's going on with Doomed Heavy Metal? Why is it doomed? Where did it go? What happened to it? <laughs> right. Um well, I mean the the idea initially was we had this these two songs, um Conversation with Death that we just talked about that was only available on a 7-inch um split and you know has been has hasn't been repressed in a very at all I don't think or very long time and then we had this other song we did for Decibel magazine um they have a series a flex a flexi disc series where basically if you have that subscription um you get a little disc plastic record um with a single from um you know some of your favorite bands so they asked us to do one it was kind of fun uh, it was a little bit of a different style for us um we had to make it a certain length, um, which was interesting because generally our songs are quite long. Um, so this was out there, and and um, Dave from Twenty Bucks Spin, the label that we had been on previously, um, he wanted to do something with them. You know, he's like, "Let's these these things are kind of sitting out here in limbo, and they're not really available to people. They weren't on um, Spotify even or anything like that." So, um, he, that was kind of it, um, one of the driving factors was kind of like this vessel, um, to get these songs out. And then, um, I think one of the, believe it or not, I mean, 
everyone in our band is a huge fan of ZZ Top. And we have a, a ritual uh, that our drummer started called Fandango Friday, which is to listen to the first five ZZ Top records um, on Friday, including uh, like a, a classic uh, Fandango, which is um, for those of your listeners that don't know this amazingly classic record, and they should go out and get or listen to um, <laughs> Fandango's formatted the same way. It's half, half one side live and one side recorded tracks. So um, we had a couple shows in Denver, um, kind of a, kind of a, kind of a big deal, you know, here, here in town, like kind of a, um, something we wanted to do for our local fans who had been supporting us. Um, we played two nights, um, in a row, totally different sets and we recorded the whole thing. So, um, we were able to, from that, and we called that event Doomed Heavy Metal. Um, I think the idea is basically we've been classified as a doom band kind of all along, but we 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 see our style as um, a mixture of of different you know styles, and we're not just a classically um, categorized doom band. So um, I don't know some some maybe journalist or something kind of referred to. Um, our album desolation that way. And we just thought, wow, that's a, that's a nice, you know, moniker for us. So we called that event doomed heavy metal, um, recorded some live tracks, put it all together, um, recorded the Dio song to kind of finish it off. And, uh, you know, came out with this, I think it's probably 45, 40 to 45 minutes worth of music. Um, and, you know, put it on a, put it, put it out there. Mm-hmm. Groovy. All right. Well, Dan, usually at this stage of the year, we chat about all the things that haven't been shut down, but they've been shut down. So I guess <laughs> I guess my next question is... Like just, shows and stuff? Yeah, you know, like shows and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing as how Germany just closed officially till August 31st. Um, is that right? Wow. Yeah. Uh, so Valken is no longer going on. Wow. Yeah. And anything else that goes on in Germany this summer. So that is a massive blow to the music industry because a lot of festivals yep. happen in Germany specifically. Yeah. For that matter, I believe I should be getting, man, I'm not exactly, now I don't remember the tour dates, but I'm either on a plane or getting on a plane tomorrow for Germany. Um, you know, we had a, we had a tour scheduled for right now. Um Wow. And mostly Germany, ironically, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 disastrous, you know, for a lot of it's disastrous for a lot of bands. Um, and I don't know if it's necessarily disastrous for us, um, but it's certainly not fun. Um, it's not a, it's not good times. That's that's for sure. I mean, missing out on a tour like that and missing um, a great festival. We were going to end it with Desert Fest in London. Um, it, it just is it's brutal um, to be a musician when you can't perform. <laughs> it just takes takes a lot of the joy out of the, the whole thing. Sure does. Yeah. All right. So is there anything otherwise news wise that maybe I didn't bring up that you wanted to chat about? Um, yes, a couple things, actually. One is that um, Nuclear Blast is handling the digital release of Doomed Heavy Metal, but physical release is being handled by 20 Bucks Spin. So if anyone wants to get their hands on this uh, Fandango from Chemist, um, 
in vinyl format, you should go to 20buckspin.com. He is still mailing records out, even though you can't go to the record store. Um, so that's one. And two, um, we're working on still our um, our fourth full-length album that will be released with Nuclear Blast, probably still in 2021, uh, despite this kind of setback. Um, I'm assuming we'll be able to get into the studio and, and get that um, recorded. So if um, you like what you hear, uh, check out the new record coming out next year. Cool. All right. Well, Dan, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast. Yeah, John, thanks for having me. Great talk. Hold it. Hold Hello, hello, or should I say goodbye, goodbye? Thank you so much for listening to the Rock Metal Podcast. I've been your host, John Harris. Please head over to our website at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. There you can sign up for our newsletter and find out more information about today's show.